Good evening. I want to thank you all for joining with us. And I do want to say congratulations uh, to our grade 8s and then also to our, our grade 12, Beth. Um, it's been a lot of work, I know, because I've been there. And uh, I do want to just say congratulations. And uh, it is an honor uh, to be asked to, to preach a commencement service. Uh, it's the first time anyone's asked, and it's the last time probably anyone's asked. So I do, uh, I do appreciate the chance um, to be able to just encourage you. Um, as I was preparing, I started thinking about you know, some of those, um, those services that I've uh, attended, or even my own high school. I was even thinking of my wedding. Um, and I don't know if you're like me, but I can never remember what the guy preached on. You know, in the, in the commotion of everything and, and uh, uh, the excitement, you know, uh, uh, of graduating or getting married or, or some other big occasion, you know, we, it, it's hard to always remember a whole bunch of points and a whole bunch of outlines and all the rest. And so I want to try and be real simple and, and, and just, just one thought for you guys this evening. And the one thought is just two words, and it's just follow Jesus. Uh, as you guys go through your lives in, in grade eight, you got four more years of high school, hopefully, just four. Uh, if it takes longer, that's okay. Um, but four more years of high school, and, and Bethany, you'll be in uh, college or university. Um, and there's so many different advice or, or wisdom that we could try and give you. Um, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is just to follow Jesus. Um, as we look at that this evening, uh, we'll be starting in the book of Acts. As we think about the New Testament, one of the, the most uh, talked about or the, the person that we learn the most about is, uh, is Paul, the Apostle Paul. And uh, as Paul went through his different missionary journeys and planting churches and, uh, and, and going around the known world at the time, one thing keeps coming up, and that was he was just following Jesus. And we're going to look at just two passages very briefly, just to, to see that uh, as the example. And so the first one will be Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And as we go through and we make decisions in life, if we can just follow that simple truth of following Jesus, God has the ability to lead us and to guide us. And we'll see one of these occasions. Acts chapter 16, verse number 6. Now when they had gone through, gone throughout uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia... After that they were come to, to Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. You know, there are times that God will say, yes, go. And then there's other times that God will say, no, don't. And uh, when we're presented with a question, God, should I do this? God, should I do that? What's the best, the best outcome? Sometimes God just says yes, and sometimes God just says no. And if it's something that we can you know, go to God with a decision, uh, a direction for our lives, and just listen. Paul, as he was going out and ministering and planting churches, God just said, nope, don't go there. You know, there's another instance in, in Acts 19. Go forward a few, a few chapters. Where Paul remembers this. Uh, Acts 19, verse number 21. After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the Spirit... He sought the Spirit. He asked for wisdom. He made a plan alongside the Spirit. Uh, Paul purposed in the Spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. 
So, uh, so he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. Sometimes God says go. Sometimes God says don't. And it all comes down to can we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? And so if we can think about that truth tonight, you know, as you guys go through your life, what's my next big step? What should I do? What's my occupation? What's my job? What's my school? Just follow Jesus. And it's that simple. So how is, or what is the how? And really, guys, we could spend, you know, an entire semester talking about finding the will of God. And uh, as a youth pastor, you know, a lot of uh, youth conferences or, or teen camps, we talk about that. What is the will of God? How to find the will of God? And, uh, you know, the, the longer I'm in teen ministry, the more uh, different variations of that that I, that I come across. Well, you need to do this, seek this. You need to, to uh, do all these different things. And they're not wrong. The truth is that we could study the will of God for months and never really get the whole picture. You know, there is such a, a, an extensive topic um, on, on what is God's will, how to find God's will. And so I just have two very uh, simple things this evening uh, in, in, in what those are. And so don't think of these as, as the complete picture, or the exhaustive list, but what are two uh, possible ways or, or two practical ways to finding God's will? Uh, and the first one is, is to make plans and to have dreams, all right? And we'll, we'll, we'll preface that or, or include that uh, by saying that those dreams and those plans have to be based in God's will, or in God's word, rather. So go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. There's, there's some teenagers that you'll talk to, uh, again, as, as I'm a youth pastor, hey, what's your plan? Uh, you know, what are you going to do after school? We all want to know. Um, and some kids are like, I know exactly where I'm going. This is what I'm going to study. This is what I'm going to be. Uh, and then you have some other kids, I don't know. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have any direction. And so I would encourage you to make plans and have dreams. And we see that as an example here in, in, in Proverbs chapter 6, where Solomon just uses a simple example of the ant. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 6. Go to the ant. Thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands uh, to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man. Solomon gives us the example of an ant. You know, if they did not have a plan, if they didn't have a purpose over the summer to collect food and to prepare, when the winter comes, they're all going to die. And, and he uses that as an example um, for us to, to put some thought to what our lives are going to be, to think about it, to have a plan. But more important than just having a plan is having that plan in sync or, or in allowance of God's will. And that's the million-dollar question. Well, is this... God's will or is that God's will? Um, and I have a, a little bit of a, a, I don't know, maybe a different way of thinking of it, that God's will is, is often broad, perhaps. And, uh, and I don't have exactly a verse, maybe, but that God could use you in many different capacities. And, uh, and as long as it's not contrary to God's will, um, then maybe that's something that we can go for. 
Psalms 119, verses 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When my path is illuminated by God's word, my life will be so much better off. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5, another verse that many of the, the kids have to memorize in their Bible classes. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he might direct thy paths. Did any of you guys catch what I messed up? Does the Bible say that God might direct my path if I lean on him? No. In all thy ways acknowledge him and here's a Bible promise and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 16, uh, verse nine, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. And so have a plan, make a plan. And then I also believe as we go through the Christian life, much of, of what I have experienced is open doors, open doors and closed doors. Um, now, how many of you guys have had the same experience where you walk toward the door and you thought it was unlocked, but it turns out it was locked? All right. Uh, when my brother and I uh, were young, we were, we were playing a game of tag, and I ran out our garage door. We have a, a, a glass door in the back of the garage there. Um, and I tried to go through it. And I went through it, but not the proper way. Uh, I went right through the glass, and I, I got stitches on my hand, and, and that door was not open. Um, and yet I wanted to go through. And, and I have found uh, in, in my Christian walk that God has directed my path through open doors. Uh, it's, it's a phrase that actually is found in Scripture. Uh, in Acts chapter 14, verse 27, I'll just read it. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And so it's a phrase that actually um, that comes from Scripture. Paul also uses it in 2 Corinthians, talking about an open door. Uh, and in, in my life, uh, one of the examples I wrote down here is, is when I finished Bible college. Um, I had done four years of, of, of Bible school, and, and uh, I'd had a couple job offers that um, my, my wife, wherever she went, she left. Uh, uh, we weren't married at the time, but we prayed through some of these different opportunities, and we never got God's peace about it. It felt like those doors were closed. And so I graduated um, in, in January. Uh, I was getting married that summer, and, and I remember sending out a text, and I actually emailed uh, Brother Judge. And I'm like, hey, do you have a job? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm getting married. I have to provide uh, for my family, my wife. Uh, I will do anything. And when Rob saw anything, he's like, all right, pig barn. And, uh, and so I graduated Bible college, and I started, uh, within a week or two, I started working in, in a, a pig barn, um, delivering baby pigs. And that was a, a fun experience. Um, Time went on and, and uh, actually made an appointment with Pastor Fury uh, in that summer uh, because I wasn't content. Uh, and I was, I was a little bit maybe frustrated. I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just spinning my wheels. Uh, you know, if, if, if I'm going to serve God, I'd love to, to start. And so I went to Pastor and, and uh, kind of for counsel. You know, I know I'm supposed to be content. I know I'm supposed to wait on God, but I'm not. And so I went for, uh, for that counseling appointment and uh, if I remember it correct, I walked out with a job offer. I don't know if you remember that or not. 
Um, he's like, well, well, why don't you try working here? And uh, um, so there's an open door. And I said, absolutely, I will walk through that door. If it gets me out of the pig barn, um, I'll show up on Monday. Um, but just open doors. And another more recent one that, that Beth will understand, um, Emily, her sister, uh, was, was praying, trying to seek God's will about going down to the States. Um, and I remember uh, Ida talking about it in the kitchen and, and saying that she challenged Emily that if you want to know if this is God's will, pray for a job that you didn't ask for. Or pray for a job that you didn't get yourself. And sure enough, Emily was contacted by a company she didn't give a resume to, that she didn't make an application to, that was essentially offering her a job. You know, and if you don't call that an open door, uh, I don't know what is. And so, you know, guys, as you think about making a plan, um, have your plan in the back of your mind, and then as you go in that direction, follow the open doors. If God shuts a door, it says, that's clearly not where you need to be. Or if God opens a door, it might be... uh, what God has in mind. And our last thing on the how is, is number one, uh, have plans, make dreams in accordance to God's will. But number two is to live daily. And I know that's a little bit of a, uh, an opposite of, you know, dream for the future. But then the Bible also talks a lot, almost even more, um, about living today. Uh, and in Proverbs chapter 27, verse number one, a very common uh, verse says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. James 4, verse 13, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, and then here's the key, if the Lord will. You know, so on the one hand, you say, well, we should make some plans. On the other hand, you say, we live day at a time. You know, and, and one doesn't have to be sacrificed by the other. Well, I'm just living today. I don't care. I have bills. I have a mortgage to pay. Yeah, I don't care. It'll come up tomorrow. I don't, I don't think they're in competition. I do think they, they go hand in hand, especially because of verse 15. For ye ought to say, if the Lord will... We shall live and do this or that. And so, guys, as you make your plans and you, and you try and plan out your life and, and make that map of where, of where you would like to go, have a little asterisk that says, the Lord willing. You know, the Lord willing, I'll be a, a paramedic. I don't know what anyone else wants to do. But the Lord willing, I will be whatever. And if God has that in his plan for you, um, just sit back and watch. In the meantime, and this is for everyone else here as well, the very next verse is one that, that as I was studying this, kind of jumped out at me, uh, or, or verse 17. Verse 16 says, But now ye rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You know, in the meantime of w- walking through our plan and figuring out what it is God wants us to do, what can you do today? God just says, do good. And not only that, but to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so I, I just want to encourage you guys, if I can give you one, one thought for your future, it's just follow Jesus. Let him lead, uh, and he'll never let you down. Let's pray. Lord, I do love you guys. Thank you so much for, for this privilege, for the opportunity to serve you here in this school and in this church. And, 
And God, where you've brought my life, I thank you for your blessings and mercy and grace. God, I just pray for uh, these grade eight grads and, and for Bethany as she graduates high school, God, that you would um, just give them direction, God, that they would be surrendered, that they'd be willing to hear from you, and that they would trust you with their future. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.